Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1611. What it feels like to always travel by Tynan of Tynan.com and your narrator Justin Mollick reading you blogs every single day of the year to help you live a more meaningful life. This show covers self-help or personal development, productivity, motivation, inspiration, and a lot more. And I'll keep this intro short, so let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. What it feels like to always travel by Tynan of Tynan.com. For the past few years, I've been in a state of near constant motion. I was in Budapest for five weeks straight last month, and that was by far the longest I'd been in one place in years. This lifestyle now feels totally normal to me, so I thought it might be interesting to share what it feels like to live such a life, both good and bad. Maybe the best part of moving around constantly is that I have a presence in different cities around the world. I have friend groups in Vegas, San Francisco, New York, Tokyo, and Budapest. In any of these places, I can land and immediately feel at home, navigating by memory, calling up friends, going to favorite restaurants, etc. Because I go to all of these places with relative frequency, I'm generally never gone for too long. So although I don't get to see all my friends every week like I'd like to, I generally see them every one to three months, longer for Tokyo. If you call these five places my homes, you could say that I have five half homes rather than one full home. In other words, it feels like the sum of these partial residences is greater than one residence in terms of connection with friends, getting to know a city, etc. There are very few slow or boring weeks because every week follows a template of, I'm in Budapest, I need to do all of my favorite things and see all my friends. The downside to this, of course, is that I don't have any one 100% home. That means that I don't get regular casual contact with any of my friends and I definitely feel the downsides of that. This manifests in dating as well, especially because those new relationships are so fragile. Often I'll have a great first date, leave for a month or two, and return to find she's dating someone else or the momentum has slowed. I'm very fortunate that most of my friends travel a lot as well. Some move constantly like I do, others every month or two. That means that I have a lot of amazing travel adventures with my friends. I haven't been to San Francisco in almost three months, but I saw several of my closest SF friends in Paris and Budapest a few weeks ago. During my six weeks in Budapest, I had eight friends visit, three just by pure chance. While I definitely miss out on a certain depth in relationships afforded by living in constant proximity, I gain depth from sharing unique experiences around the world with them. I feel a much greater connectedness to the rest of the world. In a visceral sense, I understand the European experience, Japanese experience, New Yorker experience, etc. Even spending time in the island connects me to a more rural and self-sufficient lifestyle. 
Again, I obviously don't get 100% immersion and understanding in any of those, but I do get a lot. I believe that it is incredibly valuable to have experiences others don't have, and that one of the best ways to get that is not by having experiences others don't have, but to have combinations of them that others don't have. I like having a unique perspective to share, and I like it when others have the same. Eventually, flying and airports and all of that just become a background part of life. Many people commute for two hours or more a day by car to work, which is probably a bit more than I spend on planes on average. Much like that daily commute doesn't feel so bad after a while, neither does flying. I actually love flying at this point because I've adapted to it. I'm flying as I write this, in fact. It's a good time to work, to think, or to look out the window at the world and marvel. You also learn a lot of tricks and get a lot of the perks that make flying more pleasant. I spend time in airport lounges eating free meals and getting work done, can skip various immigration lines in several different countries, and get upgraded seats on some airlines. I know what the best restaurants are at a bunch of airports and how to easily get to the city from many of them. So while traveling can seem like a big hassle and a little bit intimidating, once it's part of your average week, it becomes second nature and very pleasant. The barrier to take new trips becomes very low because there's an internal assumption that I'll be traveling to somewhere anyway. So if a friend says, hey, a bunch of us are gonna be in Tokyo next month, I'm likely to pop over too. Once I woke up and saw that I could get free concert tickets in Vegas, so I booked a flight and went there for 24 hours. This is made much easier by frequent flyer miles, which tend to be a comparatively excellent value for last minute bookings. When you travel a lot and play the credit card game, you have hundreds of thousands of points with which to make plans. Sometimes I forget about major international trips and remember, oh yeah, I'm going to Hong Kong tomorrow. Seasons blur together and it becomes hard to remember what season it is or when something happened. With no natural cycles, you can't think in terms of last summer, or at least I can't. I never know when anything happened and I'm often off by six to 12 months on my guesses. Switching time zones becomes very easy. I don't know if all of my strategies work or if my brain has just given up on keeping a constant cycle, but I've been through North America, Europe, and Japan within the same week many times and instantly adapted to the local time. Work is harder when you travel. There are some benefits like distraction-free plane time, but the switching costs of going to new places definitely take their toll. I'm currently experimenting with more permanent worldwide home bases to combat this, but the jury is out so far. On the other hand, it does force you to develop good work habits because you need to be productive in a variety of environments. Last, the world feels like a much smaller and more cohesive place. With constant exposure to all sorts of different cultures, you appreciate the differences, but also recognize the similarities. Even across adversarial lines drawn by politicians, Russia, China, you find that the people disregard those artificial divisions and are generally just interested in connecting on a human level. Being a constant traveler confers all sorts of benefits that I don't think you can get any other way, but it comes with its costs as well. Whether it's right for you or even for me is up for debate. If you haven't given it a try, maybe this post will bring you a little clarity on whether or not it's a lifestyle you ought to explore. You just listened to the post titled What It Feels Like to Always Travel by Tynan of Tynan.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The timing of this one is a bit strange considering what the world is going through, but a good time for reflection, I think. If you travel a lot, chances are that's probably slowed down for you recently if you're listening to this in real time. That's May of 2020. And that could give you a chance to reevaluate if that's the life for you in the future. And if traveling less now is actually something you might want more of going forward. Or if you rarely travel, maybe this article gave you inspiration to try it once things settle down in the world. Or maybe it just confirms what you already know. In any case, I think as most of us are staying home more now, it's a good time to think about how we imagine our futures. But I'll leave it there for today. Have a great day, great weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.